they'll think that, you know, we don't go through situations, you know, but we do. You know, teachers go through divorce just like anybody else. You know, teachers of go course. through, through they suffer loss, they suffer, you know, um, the death, you know, of, of, of a loved one. I mean, all that. I mean, we're human, man. You know, just because we're teachers don't mean that we don't experience pain, we don't experience suffering. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, the show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm your host, AC Cristales, and I'm excited to be back in the studio, back on this microphone to provide you with another episode that I hope will provide you with wisdom inspiration and motivation, especially as we come to the end of 2019. Amazing, isn't it? That we're just a few weeks away from the year 2020. So not only are we bringing in a new year, we're also bringing in a new decade. And that's just crazy to think about. And you know, if you think about this too, just 10 years ago, there was no Instagram, there was no Venmo, there was no Uber, there was no WhatsApp, and there was no Spotify. And you know, you know, I have to give a shout out to Spotify because it provides a streaming form for the show. And it also allows me to jam out to some of my favorite music, too. So I can listen to Tupac. I can listen to Sade, Frank Sinatra, Hector Lavoe, Aerosmith. Yeah, you know, I have an eclectic taste to music and I'm sure that many of you do, too. But in thinking about the services, right, and the, the inventions that we have now that we didn't have 10 years ago, the only thing that we can strongly predict is that there are going to be many more inventions, many more services that are going to change how we do life in the next 10 years. But perhaps you're not thinking about that. Maybe you're just thinking, yo, I'm just ready to get through this year and I'm with you. All right. I'm with you. I think that many people feel the same way whenever they get to the end of another year, because the beginning of a new year seems to always bring about a sense of hope a sense of optimism. However, one of the things that I began to really harp on a couple of years ago, and I really, really began to stress was this, a new year will not make a difference in your life if you continue living with the same attitude and mentality that made your life miserable the previous year. Again, a new year doesn't magically transform you into an individual who was ready and set to conquer the world nor does it wondrously add drive and initiative to your life. So all this talk about, man, I can't wait till the new year. I can't wait till 2020. I can't wait till January 1st. Yeah, you know, that the new year is not going to make that change. It's not going to bring about that difference in your life because the reality is this, the transformation, any transformation always begins in you and not in the beginning of a new year. And so Although a new year brings about, again, optimism and and hope, everything always starts with you. And even in a new day, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who every time, you know, a new day comes, um, anytime a new day comes, you know, I'm always excited. I'm always just just thrilled, you know, that there's a new day. Although a new day does provide us with new opportunities, what matters, what always matters, the most important thing is what you do with the opportunities that you're given. What choices will you make with these new opportunities? What decisions will you make that will make your life better? Again, the transformation begins with you. And so it really takes your thoughts changing, your decisions, you know, making better decisions, altering your beliefs and really deciphering, hey, is this choice going to benefit me 
not only now, but it, will it benefit me in the future? You know, or what kind of ramifications or what kind of consequences will these choices, you know, bring to my life? And again, so that's all on you. It's not has nothing to do with 2020. It has nothing to do with 2021. It has nothing to do with, well, wait till next week. It starts with you. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about 2020. All right. Trust me. I'm not trying to knock on the excitement of a new year because I, I'm the same way. I'm like, yo, you know, 2020, you know, I'm excited for that. But I'm not going to wait for 2020 to start doing things that I can start doing today. OK, and I hope that makes sense. All right. I'm not waiting for 2020 to start doing things that I can do today. Um, and again, a new year in itself will not bring about the results that you're desiring, because if you continue to live the same way, all right. If you continue to live the same way with the same mentality, same decision making skills, same belief system, same type of, of you know, rationale when you make your choices, then guess what? It's not going to produce the life that you want. And so you're going to find yourself. Yeah, you're in a new year, but you're still going to find yourself unhappy. You're still going to find yourself unfulfilled. And so check this out again. The new year. Right. We're talking about that for many years, you know, for many years. OK, because I didn't always have that belief for many years. You know, I had this belief that, yo, it's 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 all about a new year. And so I had these cool, cute, however you want to describe it, cliches for the new year. You know, I remember 2004. All right. Yeah. Again, that's how old I am. In 2004, I had this. I want more in 2004. You know, 2005 was I'm going to thrive in 2005. Blessings in the mix for 2006. Nothing but blessings from heaven in 2007. It's going to be great in 2008. I want all that's mine in 2009. And although I profess those things, which were all positive things, right? Those are affirmations or, and things that are positive that you can profess and claim in your life. Let me just tell you, that didn't mean that my life magically got better just because of what I was proclaiming. Okay. In fact, if I was to really sit down and think back on those years, I'm sure that I could find specific moments in those years where I experienced pain I experienced, you know, some sort of suffering, some sort of heartache, because those affirmations, those things that we like to say before the beginning of a new year or at the beginning of a new year doesn't exempt us from things that none of us like to experience. OK, pain, suffering, heartache. Those are things that are simply some of the inevitables of life. Those moments are part of the ebbs and flows of our existence that you nor I will ever be able to escape. Therefore, the thing we should really be focused on, okay, not only as a new year approaches, but really every day is this. What changes need to occur in me and or what values and traits must I, must I possess that will help me live a life of purpose that is marked by happiness and success? Okay, let me say that again. All right, here's what we need to focus on. What changes need to occur in me? And or what values and traits must I possess that will help me live a life of purpose that is marked by happiness and success? Because success and happiness is something that I believe we all want. Now, I really don't believe that you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to be miserable or you want to be marked by failure your whole life. No, I truly believe that if you're listening to this podcast is because you want empowerment, you want something that's going to help you on your professional mission or in your personal mission. So you want success, you want happiness, you want motivation, you want something that's going to rekindle the fire that was once burning inside you and gave you life. You want something that's going to, you know, just 
get you excited again, you know, reignite that passion that was once there. Okay. And so that's why you're taking time out to listen to this podcast. But if you're living, waiting for a specific date, waiting for a specific year or event to be happy, for you to say that you're a success or for change to come into your life, then you've got it all wrong. Because again, how many times have you heard this already? I'm sure, I'm sure someone, you know, is posting this on social media or someone has said this in the office or someone has mentioned this at school, but they're like, man, I can't wait for 2020. I'm going to have my best life in 2020 or, oh man, just, just wait till the new year. 2020, baby, baby, it's going to be my year. Or, you know, and all these things, right? So like we're, we're waiting for a new year to start making changes. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to find a man that treats me right. I'm going to start this business. And while all of these proclamations and all of these expectations are done with the best intentions alone, they're not going to accomplish much. You have to have the right mindset, the right belief system, and the personal traits that will bring about the changes that you are wanting. Not only that, but waiting for a year or waiting for a moment that can paralyze your life. You understand that? So when you wait for a moment to come or you wait for a specific day to come, that can paralyze and handicap you today. And here's my question, okay? I got a couple of questions. Why should you have to wait to find someone for you to be happy? Why should happiness come to you only when you secure a degree or a job? Why should success be limited to the day when you purchase a car or a house? Do you understand that you could be in a relationship and still be miserable? You could have a degree and you could have that job you've been wanting and still be that person who spends all their time complaining. You could have a new house and a new car and still find yourself alone. Yeah, you have the boyfriend, you have the girlfriend you've been waiting to have, you've been wanting to have, but they're not adding value to your life. And so you have someone, you found someone, but you're not happy. They don't make you better. They don't challenge you and they don't bring out the best in you. And if anything, they seem to bring out the worst in you. But God forbid you be alone, right? Because if you're alone, then you're back to where you were at. But you're not happy. And you thought that's all you needed. So you stay in a relationship. And yeah, you have a degree and you have a job, but you're just existing, going through the routines of life. There's no excitement. There's no passion because you're not being led by a mission that's greater than you. And yeah, you can have the house, right? But you don't have a home, all right? Again, let me say that again. You can have a house, but you don't have a home. And uh, by the way, I just went Luther Vandross on you. <laughs> and for my young people out there who are listening, allow me to quickly explain who Luther Vandross is, right? So he was an R&B singer. He, he's passed away for a couple of years now. Um, but he had a lot of hit songs. And one of his hit songs was A House Is Not A Home. And uh, this past week, I was just listening to that song. Like, I don't, I don't even know why I was listening to that song. I don't know. I think... I put up the Christmas tree here at the house and and I was just like, all right, you know, it's yeah, it's finally feeling like a home, but it's it's still a house and it's not a home. So anyways, it cut me deep. All right. It cut me deep. Yeah, me. OK, yes, me, AC, Cristalis. All right. The host of this podcast, because look, what I'm saying to you in terms of, you know, having things that you wanted or being in situations that you thought were going to make you happy Right. It's, or just like I was explaining. Right. It's, sometimes we we expect moments and people to bring forth happiness to our life. And so when I say these things, I'm saying them because I've experienced them at one point in my life. I know what it is to be in a relationship and not be happy, not be content. I know what it is to have a degree and have a job, 
but still feel like I'm dying inside because I know that there's something more out there for me. And I know what it is to have a house and not a home. Now, I'm not going to expound on that right now. Uh, maybe some other episode, but not today, all right? Porque no, no quiero llorar. <laughs> that means I don't want to cry, by the way. I, I'm, I'm messing. I'm kidding. But seriously, I know the feeling of waiting for moments to come so I can feel like I'm successful, so I can feel happy. But can I be honest with you? Doing that has never benefited my life. Now, what it's done, it's caused me to shift the blame onto others for the way that I'm feeling and for the way that I'm living. And that is something that you and I cannot do. Because look, you have to understand this. Your life truly begins the moment you take ownership and responsibility for it. So I can't be mad at the person who's not adding anything positive to my life if I choose to continue to stay in that relationship. See, I have to own up and know that it's on me to either communicate my feelings and emotions with that person and see if things will change or end the relationship, take some time to heal and move on with my life. I can't be mad at the job that I have if I choose to continue to stay there. If I'm really not liking my job or I'm really not liking what I'm doing, then I need to explore what really sets my soul on fire. And I need to find out, Okay, hey, what do I need to do that? Right. What do I need to do to take those steps to work in a position where I really love what I'm doing and I'm able to earn a living? So, you know, I can't complain about this job and be mad about this job if I continue to stay there. And I can't be mad that I'm feeling unfulfilled because I have a house, but it doesn't feel like a home if I choose to continue to focus on what I don't have. If I'm feeling unfulfilled, then I need to examine why I'm feeling this way and shift my perspective and shift and change what I'm focusing on. So do, do you see what I'm trying to get at? That it's all on me and it's all on you because your life will truly begin the moment you take full ownership and responsibility for it. And that means not only owning up to the good things about you, it's not just about owning up to the good things about you. That's easy. You can say, I'm so smart, I'm so athletic, I'm so gifted, I'm artistic, I'm such a good listener, I'm a great cook. You know, it's you, you can sound like you're setting up a dating profile or something, right? But, but it's not about owning up to the good things because it's easy to own up to the good things. But I'm talking about you owning up to your mistakes, owning up to the bad decisions that you've made, the times where you've hurt people, the times when you said something you shouldn't have said. And I don't mean that you dwell on these things. But I do mean that you own up to them and you acknowledge, hey, this is what I did or hey, this is I was wrong. I was wrong here because it's only when you acknowledge that you didn't do something right that you will then make the necessary changes to improve so you won't do it again. However, if you continue to think that you did nothing wrong, you very well may likely do that same action again and hurt someone or even yourself in the process. Your life will not change if you never see an issue with your actions. If your actions have led you to living a life where you're unhappy or unfulfilled, then again, it's time that you truly examine your actions. Because if you continue to think that, well, I'm doing everything right and I'm not doing anything wrong, then guess what? Your life will never change because you don't see an issue with your actions. So I believe that owning up to our mistakes and shortcomings is what causes us to grow as individuals. Think about a child, right? Think about, you know, maybe you have a niece or a nephew or a son or you work in a school with, you know, first, second, third graders. Think about a kid who never sees a problem with his or her behavior. 
his or her life is going to remain this in, in the same pattern until the day they recognize, until the day they figure out that, hey, you know what? I'm responsible for my actions. So you can't be like a little kid who simply puts the blame on everyone else, especially for the way you feel about how your life is going. All right. Because it's your life. And so you, you can't blame the world either for the misfortunes or struggles you have gone through or the ones you currently find yourself battling against. Again, and I will repeat this and continue to repeat this because I truly believe it. Life is ebbs and flows. But again, it's about how you handle it. It's on you. How do you handle it? And so life is ebbs and flows. And sometimes the waters you find yourself in are calm and peaceful. And then other times the waters are crashing down strong and hard, causing havoc and fear to enter your life. But know this, it's like that for everyone. Just because someone doesn't open up about their struggles or share them in public, or they simply just post the best things of, of their life on social media, that doesn't mean that their life comes without trouble and pain. But regardless of this truth, right? Regardless of life being ebbs and flows, life is beautiful. You know, I mentioned just a few minutes ago about the feeling of unfulfillment that I have felt recently, right? When, and I know I said it jokingly in terms of that song, A House Is Not A Home, but recently, you know, I have, I have felt unfulfilled. And that's just part of my journey. That's just part of my struggle. I don't know what your struggle is, but, you know, I have found myself where, man, I'm, I'm feeling unfulfilled, right? Good things, you know, can happen to my life, and yet I still feel unfulfilled. And, and even for the last part of this year, because professionally, I'm not where I want to be, okay? And that's just, again, being honest. Uh, it's not where I want to be. And personally, you know, there's been, you know, a lot of difficult times that I've, that I've experienced this year, you know? And so I, I felt alone. I have felt like, um, man, you know, when is my life going to get out of this rut? But in the midst of that, I can still say life, life is beautiful. And so as I speak from my heart to share with you that, yeah, okay, yeah, even this guy who's, you know, producing these podcasts, even this guy who is going, you know, and traveling, you know, internationally to speak to people, even this guy deals with these type of struggles, right? Even in the pursuit of living out your dreams and being mission-driven, man, there are moments where I experience low points, discouragement, and disappointment. So again, it's like that for everyone. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast before. You know, there's people who, who have told me like, man, you shouldn't share your struggles. You shouldn't share that. You should just share people. You should just share people how to be successful and all this stuff. And it's like, man, this is part, this is part of it. All right, this is part of success. The failures, the disappointment, the discouragement, the feelings of unfulfillment, that's all part of it. And so it's it's a bad it's not it's not about whether it's going to come, it's about how you handle it. So if anything, I'm sharing these things with you and being honest and genuine about them with you and letting you know, okay, this is how I handle them. I'm not telling you that hey, once you become successful and once you get booked and once you get paid, you know, a great amount of money to speak for 45 minutes that all your troubles go away. They don't, okay? They don't, all right? Or once you you produce a podcast and you're 13 weeks strong and, you know, you have listeners all over the world that, bam, all of a sudden, all your 
trials and tribulations go away. They don't. All right. They don't. And so, again, it's not about whether these trying times will come. It's about how do you handle. All right. How do you handle the, the trying times when they come? All right. How do you react to life and its troubles? All right. And so in those times, right, when I get down, when I start to question everything, you know, and I'm, you know, here's some of the questions, right? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I good enough? <laughs> Why aren't more doors opening up for me? Why is it that I'm working my butt off and I still see no fruit, right? Why is it that good things aren't happening for me when I truly believe that my heart's in the right spot? You know, it's this strong internal battle, right? It's these strong questions that not a lot of people know. In fact, not many people know. And it's this battle that leads me into an abyss where all I can ask myself is why. And it's not a fun place to be in, all right? And again, I mentioned this to you because perhaps you find yourself in that same spot right now. Maybe you're in a place right now where all you're thinking is why. Why is my life the way it is right now? You're thinking, man, I, I haven't been that much of a bad person. You know, I have a good heart. I want to do something that benefits my community. I want to do something that benefits the world. But why does it feel like I'm just stuck? And here's the thing. All right. I know that when you find yourself questioning everything and having no answers to those questions, that the easy thing to do is to get angry, to get upset, to get resentful. And to begin to think that there's nothing in life to be grateful for. But that is a dangerous spot to be in. And that is why I want to focus on for the rest of this podcast. Because before we end 2019, and before you even continue on with this day, right? Or you continue on with this week, whenever you listen to this podcast, I want to give you something that's going to add value to your life because it's added value to my life. It has helped me overcome those moments where all I've been able to muster is why. And that is having a lifestyle of gratitude. Now, I wanted to record this topic of gratitude the week of Thanksgiving. And I know, all right, I know that sounds very cliche, right? Because everyone and their mother seems to act super grateful the week of Thanksgiving. And I'm sure that, you know, your favorite, you know, social media influencer or speaker or author, you know, probably posted, you know, things about being thankful that week because that's what people do during Thanksgiving week. However, due to me being out of commission a couple of days, you know, again, I had strep throat. I wasn't able to record my solo podcast that week. But in thinking about preparing a message for this week's podcast, I didn't want to leave that topic of gratitude on the back burner. All right. I didn't want to just skip over it. Again, that was something that was strongly resonating with me. And not only because it was Thanksgiving week, but that's kind of how I had outlined it in my plan as we end, you know, the the year 2019. And so I'm glad that, all right, hey, I did do it for Thanksgiving and I'm doing it right now because this attitude of gratitude, right? This lifestyle of gratitude has been a game changer in my life. And so it's not just about focusing on being grateful during Thanksgiving week or being thankful just on birthdays or being, you know, super grateful just, you know, during your moments of accomplishment, success, and victories. 
you know, because again, it's easy to be thankful during those moments, right? I mean, think about Thanksgiving week, right? So we just, you know, it's been only a couple of weeks since that's passed, but how, how easy is it to be thankful when you're with your family and friends and you're gathered around a table and you have turkey, ham, potatoes, corn, rolls, stuffing, banana pudding, pumpkin pie. And, you know, if you're, you know, Peruvian like me, you have your arroz, your ahi, you know, that's Peruvian, baby. But it's easy to be thankful when you're surrounded by abundance. It's easy to be thankful when you get the job you've been praying for. It's easy to be thankful, you know, during the moments when you took your shot and it actually went in or when you got the promotion or, you know, you met the love of your life or the birth of a child and you got or you got those gains in the weight room or, you know, you you saw some pounds go down on the weight scale. But here's the thing about that. OK, here's the thing about that, because, again, all those are great things and there's nothing wrong about being grateful during those, you know, great things, great moments. But keep living or you may even know this now. Every day is not a mountaintop experience. There are days when it's nothing but steep climbs and it's a constant grind. There are days when all you see, all you can see is the peak of the mountain. You're not up there yet. All you can see is that peak. And your reality is you're in the valley or the reality is you're still miles and miles away from reaching that summit. But what then? Should you not be grateful then? Yeah, look, I don't have a movie or music reference for this podcast. And for those who have listened to the show since the beginning, know that I've used movie and music references for some of the episodes. But for this one, there's no movie, there's no artist, no song, no lyrics. It's simply a quote from a book that has brought me wisdom many times throughout my life. And the quote goes like this, in everything, give thanks. Or as I like to paraphrase it, in all things, be thankful. Now off the bat, when someone hears that they should be thankful at all times, they can sometimes misinterpret that statement to believe that they should be thankful for all times, which is incorrect. Because if you carefully look and listen to the wording of that quote, it does not say for everything or for all things, give thanks, be thankful. No, it says in all things, in everything, give thanks. So what's the difference? The difference is that you're not expressing thanks for every situation that happens to you because frankly, if you did that, you'd find yourself being thankful for moments that probably crush and hurt you. And honestly, that's just unrealistic for any person to be that way when experiencing circumstances that truly try you, okay? So it's, it's really, it's not asking you to do that. And I don't believe anyone would ever say, hey, I'm thankful for wrecking my car. And in the process, you know, I'm breaking my arm, smashing my face, and for making my family worried that maybe I wouldn't be okay after this accident. It's not that. And that's the thing. This piece of advice doesn't tell us to be thankful for all things that happen to us. Rather, it encourages us to be thankful in all things. Why is that? Because in every situation, in every circumstance, we can find something to be thankful for. It's not about being thankful for a choice a person we love made that ended up destroying our relationship, but it is about being thankful that even in a difficult circumstance like experiencing betrayal is, we can still believe that something good can come out of that situation. Sometimes in the midst of agony and defeat, the only reason you can express gratitude is not because of your present situation. It's not because that person hurt you. It's not because you lost your job. It's not because your dad abandoned you. It's not because the contract fell through, but it's because of the fact that you still have hope. 
that you can still believe that your life will go on, that you can still believe that your life will improve, and that you can still believe that your present standing does not have to determine nor destroy your future. And here's another thing that I truly believe, that when you pause to think, you'll always find a cause to thank. Let me say that again. When you pause to think, you'll always find a cause to thank. Do you realize that in every situation, you can always find something to be thankful for? That even on the darkest of days, you can still find blessings for which you can be thankful for. However, what keeps us ignorant of the good in our life and the blessings in our life is what we place our focus on. See, as long as we focus on the darkness and shadows of life, which are the very things that block out the light and bring us a sense that nothing good is around us, we will never be grateful. However, if we focus on the light and the sun, okay, and the sun for many cultures, many religions symbolizes power, growth, health, and life, because it is the sun, right? That's the force that causes many things to thrive and grow. So when we focus on the light, we focus on the sun, and we focus on those things, we can be grateful. Not only that, but scientifically and psychologically, studies have shown how sunlight has biologically profound effects on our mood. Have you ever noticed that when it gets darker, right? It gets darker sooner because of daylight saving times or because of the winter months that you start feeling a bit more sluggish as soon as five o'clock hits and it's five o'clock, but it feels like it's nine o'clock and you're like, man, it's already dark. I feel like going to bed. But again, it's like five o'clock. Like you had all these plans too, right? Once you got home from work or you got home from school, you know, you had a plan. Yo, I'm going to make a nice pot roast with green beans, right? And mashed potatoes. And I'm also going to make a delicious peach gobbler. But you get home and it feels like it's 930 at night. And so all you do is bust out some cinnamon toast crunch and that's your dinner. Okay. And it's not that you didn't want to cook, you know, that delicious meal. It's just now you don't have the energy for some reason. Or, you know, you made it a point that once you get home, you're going to work on that book. You were going to write a new song. But man, that darkness sucked out your energy. And so instead of working on your book or writing your song or or doing something creative, you're binge watching Big Little Lies or Friends or Narcos or, you know, if you're Latino, right? The newest novella on Univision. All right. So. And again, it's not that you didn't have the intention, but there's something about darkness. In fact, studies have shown that as the days shorten, millions of people begin to feel more depressed, withdrawn, and lifeless. Lifeless, existing, but not really living. But the power of light shows the opposite. Researchers have identified that exposure to sunlight can increase serotonin, and serotonin is associated with boosting someone's mood and helping a person feel calm and focused. So there's something about focusing on the light. There's something about focusing on the good that even in the midst of something terrible, focusing on the good can alter your mood. Because again, life is not a mountaintop experience every day. And since that is the case, you have to know that what you focus on in the valley is what's going to keep you motivated and empowered as you climb towards your mountaintop. So what are you focusing on? On all the bad that is happening in your life? On the heartbreak, the loneliness, the horrible job you have, the horrible boss you have, 
the separation, the trying time that is draining out your energy, how could you be thankful when that's what you're focusing on? The answer is you can't because what you focus on, you magnify. So focus on your problems and guess what? Your problems get bigger. But if you would shift your focus, you would see things differently. You would see that even in the midst of problems, there is purpose. Even in the midst of misery, there is a message. Even in the midst of burdens, there are blessings. Sometimes you're going through a tough place just so you can get to the right place. And so it's what you focus on in those difficult moments that are going to determine whether you get to the right place that is destined for you. It's an attitude of gratitude. It's a lifestyle of gratitude. And it seems so simple, but yet we miss it so many times because what we do is we complain. We complain. And, and you know, here are some examples. We complain about our life. Yet someone right now is mourning and crying the death of their spouse or child. We get mad at the fact that we're eating the same meal two days straight, but someone right now is searching through garbage bins looking for scraps of leftover food to eat. We gripe that we don't have the money to buy the latest, greatest thing in technology, but someone right now is searching for a shelter that has an open spot for them to sleep at night. You have reasons to be thankful for. And you know it's important that we stress this concept because gratitude has some positive effects that we're going to get to later in this podcast. And so the concept of gratitude is something that I'm stressing with my daughter. I'm teaching Isabella that. And one of the ways in which I do that is by having her tell me, you know, um, each night, you know, I, I try to do this each night, three things that she's thankful for. And right now, you know, she keeps it real simple. You know, at least to me, it's real simple. You know, so I'll ask her, Isabella, what are you thankful for? And she'll say she's thankful for food. <laughs> she'll say she's thankful for Reese's and she's thankful for her family. But you know what? Even if I think those things she's saying are simple, right? Those are simple things. The act, the act of practicing that gratitude is what's important. And that's what's going to help her out. If anything, it's creating this mindset where she thinks on a daily basis, hey, what am I grateful for? So let me ask you that question. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? You see, it is a memory of the gifts of a good day that will make your hope stronger in the dark days that are sure to come. Because even when those dark days come, your mind will be trained to recall all your days that haven't been bad. And that if you've made it through one rough day before, you'll be able to make it through another one again. You know, when I left my position as an assistant principal to pursue speaking and consulting full time, I was scared. You know, I mean, all my life, not all my life, but, you know, for the, you know, from 19 years old to 32 years old, I worked in one school district. So what's that? 13 years. You know, I was accustomed to, you know, going to school, you know, every day and every August, you know, school started and. It was over June and then I was off two months. So it was just, it was the routine of it. And then to just step out on faith and not know how it's going to work out. I was, I was scared, right? I'm like, I was excited, but I was scared. And so what kept me afloat was the thought that if God watched out for me when I was a 13 year old, hopeless, angry kid who was growing up without a father, if God watched out for me then, then he'd be the same God who would watch out for me now as I take the step of faith and go into business for myself. It was the memory of knowing that I had never, never in my life been left alone. 
and knowing that I had been sustained, right? Even in those moments where I felt like I wasn't going to make it, I was sustained. It was remembering those things that enabled me to have the faith to face any situation that would come my way as a result of becoming an entrepreneur. Because here's the thing, you won't ever expect a better future when you fail to remember the blessings that came true in the past or even the blessings that you're failing to realize are present in your life right now. So why the concept of gratitude, right? In a leadership empowerment and educational podcast, because in the moments when the business still doesn't go your way, all right, you're going to have a business still that won't go your way. You're going to have a promotion that's going to go to someone else. You're going to get a no when you expect a yes. I want you to be thankful. In the times when you experience disappointment, heartache, or loss, I want you to be thankful. Not only because a wise book has exhorted us to be thankful in everything, but also because studies have shown that showing gratitude is associated with greater happiness, better health, new and lasting relationships, improved self-esteem, and more progress towards your goals. So realize this. The moment you stop having pity is the moment you start making progress. Yeah, the situation you're going through sucks. Yeah, it's hurtful. It's painful. And yeah, you've shed tears and you've questioned yourself and you've questioned God and you've questioned life. But progress will never happen until you rise up from the pit of pity and despair because there is hope. There is a brighter day that's coming. Storms don't last forever. So be thankful for where you're at and what you have and you'll keep making progress towards your goals. Now, I have to tell you the story, okay, of when things really turned around for me in my speaking career, okay, as a result of my attitude changing, as a result of me acquiring this lifestyle of gratitude. So after the first year and a half, you know, after I left my position as an assistant principal, things were not going well for me speaking-wise, all right? Um, And here's the thing, you know, I started out super excited, you know, I remember, you know, the, the week after I, I, you know, left my position, you know, a week later, I was in LA, you know, at a conference already and not speaking, but just, you know, just gathering more information so I could become a better speaker. And so I was excited because I thought success was just around the corner and how could it not be? You know, I was 32 years old. I was, you know, I had 13 years of educational experience and I had eight and a half years of leadership experience as an assistant principal. I had a master's education. I was bilingual. My brother and I had authored a book or were in the process of finishing a book. And I had spoken several times already, even been to like El Salvador and Panama to speak. And I had been paid for it, right? So how could a success not be around the corner? Well, it wasn't. <laughs> for months and months, I had no speaking opportunities, maybe like I don't know, one every six months. And so I was barely making it. And by this time, I had gone through most of my retirement money and I had to find a job. So I went back to teach fourth grade. And I have to be honest, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy when doing that. But it was necessary. And I found joy in teaching and being around students. You know, I had missed that. If anything, you know, just being uh, being away from students was something that I really missed. And up to this point, I, I wasn't teaching at the college level yet. So, you know, I didn't have that experience because if you guys have heard 
this podcast from the beginning, you guys know how excited I am about, you know, what I do with my college students. And so even though, you know, I was happy I had a job, there was still a sense of disappointment that was clearly evident on my face. And there were questions again. All right. It's these why questions. All right. It was why hadn't things worked out the way I wanted them to? Why was I not being booked more? What's setting that person apart from me? Why did the people say that they were going to help me and they took my money and then they didn't help me? <laughs> Why did the people say they would return my phone calls but never did? So all these questions, right? All these thoughts and they made me upset and they made me angry and there was no progress because that's what my focus was on. And so I'll never forget, I had this conversation with a friend of mine and it was around December. So it was around around this time. And we were sitting at a Starbucks. We were catching up. And she asked me, hey, if you never make it as a speaker the way you want to make it, would you be at peace? Now, when she asked me that that day, I couldn't answer that question. I was uh, I was stumped. <laughs> if anything, I think I defended myself more. Right. I think I defended myself and my dream more. And I said, nah, nah, you know, I'm going to make it. Come on, I'm going to make it. But even in my response, there was this tone of ungratefulness. There was this um, tone of not realizing all the blessings that had come my way as a result of me being a speaker. But I didn't see them then. But I'm going to fast forward to a couple months later and I'm having lunch with a friend of mine who's a pastor in California and we hadn't seen each other in a couple months, so we were catching up on life and talking about sports and wrestling because, you know, that's what we like. And so we were talking, and then I tell him about the question my friend had asked me a few months prior. And after I told him the question, he asked me this time if I knew the answer. And without any hesitation, I answered, yeah, I know the answer to that question. If I never make it as a speaker the way that I want to make it, would I be at peace? And I said, yeah, I would be. And he asked me, well, what's the difference? And I said, you know why? Because I know that I've given it my all. And that's all I can do. And not only that, but I've met people and I've traveled to places that I never in my mind envisioned I would ever meet or travel to. So if I never get another speaking engagement, I'm fine. Because this journey has blessed me so far. And yeah, it's not the way that I envisioned it. But I've taken that step of faith that most people would be afraid to. And in the process of that, man, I've experienced some blessings. So yeah, maybe it hasn't worked out my way. But it's still been a blessing for me. And I've been able to be a blessing for others. Because God has used me, man. So how can I not be thankful for that? Do you see what changed? My attitude had changed. I stopped being grumpy and upset, especially about the things that I couldn't control. Like I couldn't control people lying to me. I couldn't control people deciding I wasn't the right fit for the event. I couldn't control people thinking I wasn't as good as this speaker or that speaker. I don't have that type of power. So all I could control was myself and how I reacted to whatever life brought my way. And all I could control was where I placed my focus. 
And here's the amazing thing about what happened. Right after my buddy and I finished having lunch and we said goodbye, I'm walking to my car and I get a buzz from my phone and it was a buzz notifying me that I had a voicemail waiting for me. So I checked my voicemail and there was a message from this woman who wanted to book me for a speaking event in South Texas. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. I couldn't help but smile and just just be happy with how things work out in life. Like, seriously, I truly believe that that happened because of what I said. Like, seriously, I think that, you know, there was this peace, there was this, this gratefulness of, of everything, of the way things have turned out. Again, even if it wasn't the way that I pictured it, but there was just this gratefulness and that gratefulness, you know, just caused me to grow as an individual. And that gratefulness helped me make progress toward my goals. Because again, the moment you're grateful is the moment you make progress and grow. So how can you practice more gratitude in your life, <clears throat> right? Because maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know, AC, you're right. You know, I have been ungrateful, you know, and I, or I have been focusing on the wrong things and that's not doing anything for my life. And it's not to say that once you start practicing gratitude every day that you're not going to ask yourself those why questions. You're always going to ask yourself those why questions, but it's a matter of whether you're going to stay stuck in those moments, right? Whether you're going to, it's going to be three, four, five weeks before you finally get out of it. And think about it. That's three, four, five weeks of your life that were consumed by asking yourself why, as opposed to just being like, you know what? I asked myself why I took a good 10, 15 minutes. And now I'm like, okay, now what? Let's just go. Let me be thankful for what I do have. So if you're ready for that, if you want to practice more gratitude in your life, allow me to give you three tips that you can use starting today. Number one, pay attention. Yes, it's that simple. Take some time during the day or even at the end of the day to reflect on the good that has happened to you that day. Okay. Again, it doesn't have to be around a Thanksgiving table. It can be that day, every day, three things that I'm thankful for. Maybe you can keep a journal near your bed where you can write three things you're thankful for. Or simply, you can use your phone's note sections to type out three things you're thankful for. The important part is to take some time to reflect, to pay attention. All right? To pay attention to what has transpired in your day. Because when you do that, you realize that, hey, you know what? There are things that I can be thankful for. Another thing you can do, which I started doing but haven't been as consistent as I want to with it, is to have a gratitude jar. Okay, and so what that means is you get like you can buy a jar, right? Buy a little jar somewhere, Hobby Lobby or something. And every night before you go to bed, you write one thing you're grateful for on a post-it slip. You date it and then you put it into the jar. And what you can do is at the end of the month or even at the end of the year, if you have that much discipline, you can open the jar to see all the things that you're thankful for for that month or that year. And here's another one. All right. In terms of paying attention. Every morning, every morning you wake up and before you check your phone, before you check Instagram, before you check whatever it is that you check, just say, hey, I'm thankful for a new day. You know, I, I, I know that I am thankful for a new day. I acknowledge that with each new day, I'm afforded new opportunities. How is that not something that you can be thankful for? All right. So number one, again, was pay attention. Number two, quiet the inner voice that tells you to focus on all the bad. The biggest enemy you will ever face is you. So sometimes you have to fight and tell yourself, hey, things may be bad, but they're not going to stay bad. Just because I'm going through this now doesn't mean that I'm going to be going through this forever. 
Also, sometimes you have to be your biggest supporter. You have to be the one that encourages yourself. And if it means having to remind yourself that there is good in your life, then do it. See, you're going to have an inner voice that tells you your life will never be good. And that is simply a lie that you do not have to give into. You can have great days. And here's another thing you can do, right? To quiet that inner voice that tells you to focus on all the bad. Expect great things. Every morning, wake up and say, great things are happening today. And if anything, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, expectations sometimes fall short. But you know what? I'd rather expect something great and have that greatness happen to me than expect doom and gloom and have trouble and misery consume my life. Number three, the last one. Remember and count your blessings. Remember the very thing that you prayed and hoped for and that you now have and be thankful for it. Think about the moments that you didn't have what you now have. You didn't have enough money to buy food or you didn't have new clothes or you didn't have love or you didn't have friendship and now you have that. Remember those blessings. Don't just go through life living without remembering your blessings. There's this quote that I love from Paolo Coelho that says this, every ignored blessing becomes a curse. And when you think about that, it's true. Every blessing you felt to acknowledge becomes just another thing that you don't appreciate. And so instead of viewing the blessing in your life as something good, you see it as just another thing, another burden. It's like the person who complains about their kids. Yet there's a married couple right now praying fervently that they could have a baby. Or it's like the person at your job that's posting pictures on their Instagram story about how they hate their job, but someone right now has gone months without work and they're hoping that tomorrow, tomorrow is the day that they get a phone call, that their breakthrough comes through and they get a job. Every blessing ignored becomes a curse. But I'm experiencing something tough, AC. Come on, man. How can you tell me to remember and count my blessings? You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what's happened in my life. And I understand that I don't. And I understand that feeling. But feelings don't dismiss blessings. It's remembering your blessings that help you keep hope alive. And so I'm reminded about this story. There was this missionary named Benjamin Weir. And in his book, Hostage Bound, Hostage Free, he tells the story of how he was kidnapped by Shiite Muslims. And he was held hostage in Lebanon for 16 months. In this book, he talks about how he was shackled and blindfolded. And I'm sure, you know, he wasn't feeling good and happy. In fact, he wrote in that book that several times he feared that he would lose his life. But finally, he was rescued and released. And when asked by reporters, how did you spend your time during all those months? He replied, counting my blessings. Your blessings? Yes, my blessings. Some days I got to take a shower. Some days there were some vegetables in my food. And then I could always be thankful for the love of my family. I could always be thankful for faith, for hope, for prayer. He counted his blessings, and it was that which helped quiet his fears. You see, 
when you focus on the light, you focus on the sun, you find reasons to be grateful, you realize that you are blessed. There is good in your life. Maybe you can't always see it, but it's there. Maybe you don't always feel it, but that doesn't dismiss the truth that goodness surrounds you. So don't wait for 2020 to be happy. Don't depend on having a person in your life to start living. Start today by being grateful for where you're at right now. And I don't know where you're at, but you do. But I do know this. There is power in being grateful in all circumstances. Good, bad, sunny times, rainy times, full, empty, pain, gain. Gratitude will always help you realize that although life can be tough and volatile, you're still blessed and there's still some good with your name on it. There's still something to be grateful for. Don't ever forget that. In all things, be thankful. We've reached the conclusion of episode 14. In all things, be thankful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that the message has encouraged you and empowered you as you continue to pursue your growth, both professionally and personally. I'm still giving out a copy of my book, The School of Hard Knocks, to the first five people who rate the podcast five stars and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, take a screenshot of your review and rating and email it to me at ac at acspeaks.com and I will mail you a copy of my book. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you're listening to this show from, okay? I have listeners from Germany, from Brazil, from Spain, from California, from Virginia, Arkansas. I will mail you a copy of my book wherever you're at. All right, and here's the reason why I'm big on these ratings and review. It's simply because it helps people searching for a podcast know how beneficial this show is. So if this podcast is bringing value to your life, I would love to have you detail that in a review. You can also connect with me on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at AC Cristales, all right? Don't be afraid to say hello. Don't forget to continue to share the podcast either and this episode with your friends and family so that the message will encourage and empower them too. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a great week full of victories and blessings and that you also remember to count your blessings. As always, the mission is now, so remain mission-driven. Until next time, faith, hope, love.